Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo, and on the show I interview changemakers, healers, artists, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm really excited today to have on Megan Corson, who is a national speaker and a video consultant. Welcome, Megan. So glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. So I'm really curious about your story. A national speaker, you're kind of young. <laughs> how, how did that come about? Well, uh, long story short, I have always have had the gift of gab. I mean, kind of funny, uh, seeing these superlatives, I got the most talkative award, and now I get to speak to talk, speak to talk so it's really fun. But I had been, you know, going to events and giving people great tips on video marketing, helping map out their strategies and how they can really feel great in front of the camera using my former TV news reporting experience. And people had told me, you should speak on this, you should speak on this. And I thought, like, oh, I would never have thought that as a career. That's not something that you're, you know, shown as a career option when you're going to school or in college. And someone reached out to me and said, hey, I want you to come and speak on my stage. And my first speaking opportunity was speaking to entrepreneurs with a group of over 300 people and I loved it and have kept on doing it. <laughs> That's so awesome. How fun. So you worked in TV for a while. Where were you? I was with the CVS affiliate just south of Chicago. Uh-huh. And what were, what were you doing in the, in the show? Well, you name it, I covered. I was one of those reporters out in the scene, so I'd cover those fires, shootings down to the county fair or town hall meetings. <laughs> mm -hmm. And did you, you enjoyed that, but you left it. Yes, I, I loved it, and I loved all the people I met, but I wanted a little bit more work-life balance. I felt like there was another way for me to storytell and be able to connect with more people because that's what I love the most about journalism. I love how you are exposed to so much information, so many people, and helping them share their message with a large audience. And I just thought, you know what, I think there might be another way for me to do this. So I shifted into the corporate world, marketing, building in-house video marketing programs, and then found myself feeling, okay, I am closer, but I'm not quite where I want to be. And then I just kind of realized, you know what, I need to venture on my own. And here I am now speaking, consulting on video marketing for different businesses and industries. Mm -hmm. So you like, it's, a, it's an interesting trajectory because a lot of people would say, oh, you had a TV job. That's, isn't that the pinnacle? But it wasn't the pinnacle for you. And I think that's such a great lesson that, that it was more like your foundation and it set you up for doing what you really love which is to work for yourself and to to shape the your focus and your mission in a way that feels like it it's satisfying and fulfilling to you and that you're serving people definitely i mean tv news definitely comes off as more glamorous than it actually is it really is a lot of like getting in the trenches and doing a lot of the grunt work in it and it's really strong and important work and I feel like sometimes in the news world that people don't appreciate the work that reporters and journalism people do and I just I have so much um, you know support for my friends and colleagues who are still in the news world and I still keep in touch and you know every once in a while I'll kind of email news ideas and things like that because it still is kind of rooted in me mm -hmm. I just love being able to just share information and be able to help people get in front of the camera and share their story, whether they are a business or they have a cause with a nonprofit or whatever they're trying to do, using the power of video. And now I'm just doing it more so the marketing and sales component of it, which is fun because it's an extra challenge because 
it's easier to get people to want to watch the news and to hear these stories and see what's going on, but it's that much more challenging to get someone to kind of, how can you frame your business story or your personal brand story in a way that people actually want to click and watch? Mm-hmm. So you're saying, that's really interesting. So like on the news, it's more sensational, and so people want to like get the latest. How do you create that kind of excitement over somebody's business and what they offer. Is that what you're saying? Definitely. The key is to make sure that you're putting the focus on your target audience. So think about what are their challenges, what are their struggles, what are their needs and things that they really want to achieve, what are their goals, and then frame your messaging that way so that way you're focusing on giving value. So for example, we're sitting here having a conversation talking about interesting things and someone can watch here and to learn about video, learn how to be great on camera, and just be able to connect with other motivated women. Whatever you're looking to get out of it, they're getting value from this video. It's focused on delivering value first, and then it can go from there of spreading brand awareness of like your name, my name, and it just kind of continues that way. Mm -hmm. That's great. So a lot of people might make the mistake on video of saying this is me and this is what I do and this is what I've done and you're saying that's not what you lead with. You don't lead with that but it's important to give that context because of course you want to establish yourself as an expert. Like you mentioned earlier of how my experience starting out with a CBS affiliate as a reporter, that's kind of my way to kind of show that hey I actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to presenting yourself in front of the camera. So it kind of gives that content you're looking for but it's not the main focus. Mm -hmm. That's great. So that's how you, you help your clients when they're scripting their business videos to find that balance of uh, making sure that their credibility is showcased, but in a way that doesn't come off as uh, all about them. Definitely. It's mm -hmm. all about your target audience. Mm -hmm. So how are people, how do you find, um, not how do you look for, but how do you find that business people are in making videos? Is it something that people are reluctant but they feel like they should do? Or what's the whole kind of aura around that? Well, it really is dependent on the type of approach of what level you are in your business. So if you're a small business where you're the main you know, structure behind your business or you're even an executive at a C-level suite at a multi-million or billion dollar company, the thing that they have in common is that they understand the value of video, but they don't really want to go on camera. Mm. It's the going on camera part that's the biggest hurdle mm -hmm. because we don't want people to click on a video and think like, oh, what is he wearing? What is she doing? What did he just say? You're worried about what you're going to wear, what you're going to say. You don't want to think people that you look stupid or whatever your you know, thoughts or fears that you have in your head. It's like it's all mindset of putting yourself out there. And I always tell people, you know what? When people click on play, they're looking for value. They're looking for something that's actually worth their time, whether they're being informed or entertained or better yet, both. No one clicks on a video hoping for you to bomb or to not do well. So it's always keeping in mind that people are rooting for your success. So that's the big thing that I put out there for just, just get over that hump. And we're all human. Getting in front of the camera doesn't feel natural, and that's okay. We're all human. The nerves come, and I like to say that those nerves just mean you care and just kind of use them to your advantage and turn them into positive energy rather than just letting it kind of tighten you up and make you not do as well in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what do, you, um, what do you feel like the biggest mistake is that people make when they try to make a video? I think the biggest mistake that people make when going in front of the camera is 
they are going on video for the sake of doing video. You need to create video with purpose because if you don't, then you find yourself on Facebook Live or a webinar and you're just going on and on and then people are watching wondering, what am I watching this for or what am I getting out of it? And also, just because video is really popular and it's a really big medium for putting your business out there, putting your messaging out there, you don't want to do it for the sake of it. If you do it with purpose, then you're that much more likely to achieve the results, to achieve the business goals that you're looking for. So when you say purpose, so you're talking about strategy, it's like, okay, I'm going to get out on Facebook Live or I'm going to make this video. You need to know what that video is serving. So whether it is what um, sharing tips or whether it's sharing about a service or an offer or behind the scenes, get, having people get to know you more. Is it that kinds of thing that you need to be clear on what it's about? Definitely. You want to be clear on what it's about and what your end goal is with it or the call to action at the end of the video, for example. So let's say I personally am in the process of launching my new blog because my audience has been asking for more accessible tips on video marketing, branding, on-camera skills, things of that nature. So when I put videos out there before the launch, I'm referencing that the blog is coming towards the end of the video. So I'll give people great tips on how to you know, put together an outfit before you set in front of the camera or what kind of videos you need to have in your business. And then I direct them towards my websites. They're going to megancorson.com and then they'll be able to go there and get more information by clicking on my blog. So my end goal is to get people to go to my website and to interact with me more. And then the plus for that too is that people are getting the information they want. So mm -hmm. you're kind of guiding them into your sales funnel and using them to um, build that relationship with them, replicating that in-person interaction. Like we're sitting here in person right now, but with video it allows you to kind of mimic that feeling online whenever someone wants right. to click on it. Right. So you talked about wearing the right clothes. So I want to ask you, how do you, how do you help people look and feel great? So it's <laughs> first tackling the mindset and once you're kind of getting over the big fears you have, you're worried about saying um too many times or you don't know how to compose yourself or how to position yourself or maybe you're worried about your appearance in front of the camera. It's really going back to the basics where I like to say if you prepare with your, your look your sound and expressions. So your look was what you're wearing right now, like the outfits we're wearing right now. The sound, which is our voices, the messaging we're sharing, and how we come across. And then your expressions with, you know, how you use your hands, how you use your face, up to your eyebrows and your expressions. And kind of using that purpose in mind with your video and tying it with those pieces together. So we can deep dive as further as you want, but just for little bits for each is that you want to dress of the way you would dress to see your audience in person. So for example, if I was a car mechanic, I wouldn't be wearing a suit like this because that wouldn't really match what I do. But I speak and I consult and I work with a lot of corporate clients, so I'm kind of wearing an outfit that mimics that environment that I'm putting myself out there. And another key with how to dress well from the camera is to keep it simple. Minimal distractions make it easier for people to focus on your face, creating that virtual eye connection, and focusing on your message, your voice. So having colors that are solid colors or if you want to go with patterns big larger patterns like I see you're wearing a large pattern on your pants that works better on camera than for example like pinstripes or something that's more intricate because that can add that extra movement that can be distracting on the camera and then with your voice you want to just think about what are the key points you want to make with it keep it super simple no need to memorize a ton 
and also slow yourself down. You almost can't speak too slow when you're on video. And I say almost because it is possible. Yes, it is. <laughs> I have done it myself. You know, I, my, some of my first experiences were leading meditation. And so I realized that once I started to shift and share about other kinds of um, content, I was still in my meditation mode. And I needed to find a way to get my brain and my mouth to kind of speed up. And it wasn't just about being really slow down, you know. So, yes. Definitely. I have been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you just mentioned there, I mean, going slower makes sense for certain points. So if in the meditation, in your, the certain zone, the feeling you're creating right. for people, it makes sense for that. And then you bring it back to you can kind of think of as normal speaking when you're trying to pull people out of that state you're having them. So it's using your voice to create the experience you want people to have. Right. To make it easier that, for them to follow along. Mm -hmm. And then the expressions just kind of solidify what you're trying to do with your voice and the messaging you're putting together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So, like, what do you say, you know, people often feel like they, it's hard to be themselves. How do you help people with that? Well, I like people to think about, okay, what is it about you that you know that your clients, people around you resonate with? So if you tend to be someone who has a sense of humor, you like to make jokes, that's just part of who you are, bring that to the video. If you're someone who likes to be super straightforward, get X, Y, and Z done, and let, let's hit the show on the road and like get things done, go with that. You want to just bring in what you know is part of who you are because one, it will help calm yourself and feel more comfortable and not trying to be someone else and it'll help people want to resonate with you because if they can tell that you're memorizing a script or you're coming off as robotic or they met you in person and they watch the video and it doesn't really match then that can turn people off and again it really is mindset so just knowing that you have a lot of value to offer just know that not everyone will connect with you and that's okay you don't want to necessarily work with those people anyways just kind of replicate what you bring to in-person conversations on camera. But mm -hmm. I know it's easier said than done. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like that point that you say at the end of um, not everybody needs to like you. <clears throat> I think a lot of people do feel like they're, they want to reach everybody. That's not the way to go about it, is it? Definitely not. I know I used to be one of those people pleasers when I was first um, working in the corporate world. And I think people just need to remember that you just need to come from a place of giving and wanting to genuinely help the audience you're serving, and they'll feel that from you if they're your ideal audience. And if there's some people that don't resonate, that's fine. That's why there's, you know, I know I'm not the only person who speaks and consults on video marketing. If not, I'm not a great fit, then hopefully someone else is. Mm -hmm. It's just about helping them get the resources they need and also it makes it that much more enjoyable if you're working with someone who's excited about working with you you're going to enjoy and it's not going to feel like that you're working it's feeling like you're getting paid to do what you love to do yes absolutely absolutely and you know you and i are in the in the similar field we overlap i happen to work with the people who are afraid to go on and they won't do it because they're too afraid or they're doing it and they don't like that feeling of being afraid and that's what i deep dive into because that was my, my personal mm -hmm. story. That's what I had an epiphany about. And so I went with helping people in that area, whereas I may not know as much about video marketing as you do. So I think that's a nice thing to remember and to highlight that 
you know, even in the same niche, that you can feel open and generous, knowing that every, you have to trust that the right people are going to be looking for you in particular, and that there's plenty of work to go around. Oh my God. Oh, you know, like video is, what did they say? Something like by 2020, 80% of online content will be video based. I don't know if that's true. However, even if it's partially true, that's kind of amazing to think about. It's like we need to get more comfortable mm -hmm. and we need to be using this technology. Definitely. I mean, the trends are asking for it because of, you know, people want to get to know people and we can't always be in person at networking events or conferences and video is the next best thing. I will always say that meeting someone in person is the best you can do to be able to share your story, connect with someone, but you can't always be there and you, it's not very practical to always think about how you can one-to-one -one meet with people. Mm -hmm. Video allows you to connect with the masses so that way they can get to know you, build that know, like, and trust factor. And like you said, not everyone fits everyone for different expertise. And I particularly love how we're both in the same worlds, but coming from different angles because, I mean, I'm sure you feel this as well, but it really is incredible to see someone go from dreading to go in front of the camera, presenting in front of someone, and then seeing them just light up and actually have fun with it. I just, uh, I just get so much out of it. It just, it just feels so incredible. Yeah, and just imagine what it's like for them because they are experiencing that before and after. Was there ever a time that you felt uncomfortable? Definitely. I mean, sure, I did start my career off as a TV news reporter. Going in front of the camera was part of my job, and I looked at it as that. It was just part of my job. My favorite part was interviewing people and helping people feel comfortable in front of the camera and weaving together their story. So when it came to going on the camera, I wasn't as enthusiastic about it. And I'll admit, one my challenge when it was going in front of the camera, doing my best, was I was so concerned about my appearance. As you can tell, I, I look young, and I look even younger for my age. So when I was in news, I was fresh out of college. And in the news world, you want to be and look 30. I mean, I could have passed for a high school student. So I definitely did not fit that um, the look that you want for news. And I had that in the back of my mind, worried about people not taking me seriously, for them thinking that, okay, who is she to say this information? Who is she to relay this important policy that this governor is putting into place or what have you? So with that in the back of my mind, I wasn't as enthused about it. Mm -hmm. But the shift for me was to help it feel good going in front of the camera was realizing, okay, how can I make my appearance actually an asset? So I thought about, you know what, I'm great at interviewing people, I'm great at people saying yes to go in front of the camera, and I thought, you know what, maybe my appearance by looking young and having that you know, youthful energy, maybe it made it easier for people to say yes to me, and they felt I was less intimidating than maybe the more experienced reporters were. So once I made that shift and realized, you know what, being and looking young was actually a good thing in my job because it gave me great stories and it helped people kind of relax in front of the camera, and I got better sound bites that way. So. Mm. You know, everyone has to start somewhere, even people in the news, you know, the nerves come up and that's just natural. So no one feels 100% natural and comfortable in front of the camera. There's always some little bit of nerves and you always have to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I aim to change that, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Sounds good>, <laughs> I sort of feel like, you know, when you, when you do love something, it's like there are people who are intimidated to cook in the kitchen. But when you love to cook doesn't even enter your mind. Mm. And I know I have people in my life who are performers. I, now, that was my background. I was a performer. 
And, you know, for the first few years I was really nervous, but I found out that if I had, I went through processes, I had lots of opportunities over the decades to learn how to overcome that. So that when I go out on stage, it's, it's, a, it's an expansion mm. rather than a contraction. And I think that it is possible. Definitely. I do believe it's possible. I think for me or the changes that I see in myself and some of the people I work with is that you take that energy that feels like nerves at first, but then tell yourself, you know what, take that energy as excitement instead and use it to make you, you know, expand yourself like you said. So that way that same energy is still there, but you're putting a positive spin on it and using yourself to kind of do even better with that energy instead of letting it kind of make yourself feel smaller or tighten you up. Right. Reframing is really important. I love the one that you did about your youth. That's great. I have that about my age also. But on the other end, I feel like people think I'm less intimidating because I'm older. So, but way older than 30. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a positive uh, of everything, right. no matter it's, what it is. It's, the point is to look for what it is and to use it. Absolutely. So you do video marketing. I want to definitely just ask you, you know, like what are three things that people can do to like... DYI their marketing. Definitely. Well, uh, you know, speaking of three, I would say the, the top three videos that every business needs are an About Us video, a testimony video, and an educational video. If you tap in those three types of videos and you can create more than one of all those kinds, then you can really expand your marketing and connect with your audience. So an About Us video, very straightforward. It's about your story, your product, whatever you want to focus on, and just kind of invite people to hear that story and that messaging there. With the testimonial video, of course, you're always going to listen to one of your friends or colleagues that you trust of what they recommend, right? If they talked about, you know, the next new awesome phone that came out, then you're more likely to go look into and maybe buy it, right? It's the same thing with video. If you bring that in there, they're more likely to listen to someone that's outside of your company because they know that those people wouldn't just go and vouch for you if they weren't willing to put their name on the line or if they didn't really feel the results that you're giving them. And plus you can just see their energy as well when they light up or are sharing their stories of what they've gotten out of it and it kind of brings that energy to the video. And then educational, of course, like, you know, videos like this where it's purely informational and giving people the information they want and then letting them get to know your expertise that way and they're able to think, okay, you know what, I got this information for free. Imagine what they can do for me if I actually invested in their products or services. So just having those three videos really can take your marketing to the next level. Awesome. Those are great, great tips. So I love to ask my guests to pull a card, different kinds of strengths awesome. and attributes, and just riff on it, whatever you pick. Boldness. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So uh, I guess when I think of boldness, I think of just putting yourself out there and you kind of have an inkling of wanting to do something, but you might feel the nerves, then maybe you should just go ahead and go for it. I know for my first speaking engagement, that was me tapping into my boldness because I had been told by multiple people to go for it, but you know, it was my first time doing it and people kind of laughed like, well, Megan, you used to be on TV. Shouldn't it be easy to go in front of a stage and present in front of people? Like, you're used to day in and day out doing that, but it's a different feeling and, you know, the idea of something new can kind of scare you sometimes even when you put yourself out there in crazy situations. So that was me being bold and kind of, um, I feel like when you step into that boldness, 
and it's something that your gut's telling you to do it and you might be afraid of it, it's kind of letting you know that, you know what, if you put yourself out there and once you accomplish it, you feel so good and you're just like, wow, I'm in my element, I did this. And it can just really allow you to skyrocket yourself when you step into your boldness. So that's what I first think of when I saw that. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, how can people find out more about you and your business? Well, I have my website, which is megancorson.com. And great ways to connect with me are via social media, whether you prefer Twitter, you can find me at Megan Corson, or on Facebook, again, my Facebook page is Megan Corson, and even Instagram at Speaker Megan. So I like to make it easy for you to connect me where you are. So and Megan can, can be spelled in many different ways. Yes. How do you spell Megan? <laughs> Megan spelled the M-E-A-G-H-A-N, the long way. <laughs> uh-huh, the long one. Mm -hmm. And Corson in C-O-R-S-A-N. S-O-N. S-O-N. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So glad you came on. This was so much fun. I just loved hearing your story and your tips and just how you help people get their message and their businesses out on video. And yeah. Thank you just for having me. I love doing interviews like this because it kind of get, allows me to reminisce in my news days. So I, you know, I love TV and it's just so fun to have an excuse like this. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So I hope you all got lots of ideas and tips from this. And as you know, I do work with people who are afraid of being in front of their audience, whether it's on stage or on camera. And if you want to download a 10 ways for you to get over your fear, go to lindaugalo.com forward slash blueprint and download your free PDF guide. And then tune in to the next episode of Women Inspired. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.